Yo, 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 yo. Welcome to a special episode of the X Factor Sports Podcast, season three, episode two. We are coming to you from halfway on the other side of the world. I shouldn't say, I shouldn't even say halfway. We're on the other side of the world. We are in Bangkok, Thailand. We are, we got a beautiful background with us here. The famous Peninsula Hotel is behind us. We got the famous Icon Siam Mall. We are doing it big for the next couple of weeks for the holiday. Thank you guys for tuning in. You are in for a great, great episode. All right. We are going to dive deep into the NBA and we're also going to dive in deep into the NFL. All right. Every segment is NFL, NBA back and forth. So let's get into some quick news before we get started on these segments. All right. Over the weekend in the NFL, the Eagles and the Cowboys fall. So the 49ers take advantage of it, and the 49ers get a stranglehold on first place in the NFC. Brock Purdy gets an overwhelmingly favorite odd from Vegas to be the MVP in this race. Some people say Christian McCaffrey should be the guy, but we all know the MVP is a quarterback award. McCaffrey or Raheem Moster or Tyreek Hill might be offensive MVP, depending on who breaks records. But as it's stands right now Brock Purdy is the number one guy for what are doing to everybody this year all right in the NBA we have the Lakers in the last but this week they were able to put a banner up in Staples Center whatever it's called now crypto arena they put the banner kind of crazy to me I don't understand why but I, I think the reason why they were able to put a banner up is because they won the championship in 2020 during COVID and they didn't get a parade. If y'all remember, everybody was shut down. So I feel like the Lakers actually lobbied for this to get some sort of celebration. So congrats to them on getting the in-season tournament championship. The banner, though, is a bit extra for me. The Lakers are known for prestige NBA Finals banners. Jerry Buss would have not stood for this. <laughs> There's no way he would have wanted to put a banner up of an in-season tournament next to all of those championship banners. So he got 17 NBA titles and an in-season tournament banner. Doesn't make sense. Doesn't sound like purple and gold to me, but they did it anyway. So what does that mean for the Lakers if they don't make the playoffs? Because as it stands right now, they're the 10th seed. So they are in the play-in looking they're on the outside looking into the playoffs from the play-in spot. So that'd be kind of crazy to me. You hang up a banner for the in-season tournament and then turn around and don't make the real, the real playoffs. Crazy. But that's where we're at right now with them. College basketball. We had Arizona go down. Number one team in the country go down to Purdue. And Purdue takes over that number one spot. Zach Eady goes crazy again, making a case to win back-to-back -back national player the year everybody knew he came back to school he was odds on favorite to win this award and he showed and proved last weekend and now purdue is the number one team 
We got some huge games tonight as well. Baylor going break. That's a huge game. Two teams. Also, Arizona is back in that game as well. So it'll be great to see what the college basketball land like after the holiday. Remember, I told y'all about these rankings. I really don't care about the rankings until after Christmas. So when we get back from Christmas and the kids are back in school, then we will get into the real power rankings for the NCAA. All right. Now, let's get into this before we get into our segments. I'm going to circle back around to the play-in tournament or the in-season tournament. I have no problem with the Lakers winning it, celebrating it. I'm an athlete. I was a former athlete. I understand that when you are successful, you want to celebrate that success for the morale of the team, pushing forward, you're hitting goals, you're doing something great. My issue is with the NBA, okay? Should the NBA in-season tournament be taken seriously? I don't think it should be. And here's why. Like I alluded to in the quick news, the Lakers did what they were supposed to do. They went undefeated in the in-season tournament. So congrats to them. And any other team that does that, even if the Pacers would have won the in-season tournament. But what happens if the team that wins the in-season tournament doesn't make the playoffs? So where's the value in this in-season tournament in terms of a competitive standpoint? I understand what it means. I what it means for the fans, getting them riled up, regular season games, getting some getting the casual basketball fan excited for something. They see all the great colors in the middle of the court. They see the players playing hard. There's a trophy involved. There's money involved. I understand it all. But from a competitive standpoint in terms of the elite players in the NBA and the elite teams, what does this mean? Does it really mean anything in the grand scheme of things in terms of legacy? So I'll use the Lakers. I have to use the Lakers as an example because they're the team that won the inaugurable in-season tournament. What if they don't make the playoffs? What if they get kicked out or what if they get bounced out of the play-in? So what does this in-season tournament mean in December if you're not putting up a banner in June? That's why I think this is the NBA is on a slippery slope because if you make it competitive and you allow banners to be put up, now the teams that actually win the championship put up banners totally trumps what happened in December. Nobody would even remember it happened. Maybe that's why they're putting banners up so people remember it happened. I just don't, I don't like the idea of the banner. If you can understand, if you can hear from this rant, <laughs> I don't really like the banner idea. I like the medals. I like giving them the players the cash. I like the trophy even. But putting a historical banner up, everybody associates banners with championships. If you look at all the other NBA championship banners or all the banners that are up, they're world championship banners, specifically with the Blue Blood, Lakers, and Celtics. They only put up championship banners. Larry O'Brien trophy banners. The Lakers and Celtics are tied with 17 NBA titles. They are the most historic, greatest franchises in the NBA. Some can even argue in sports history. So now putting up an in-season tournament banner next to all of that history, what are we doing? You guys let me know what you think. Do you think that an in-season tournament championship banner has a place next to NBA World Championship banners? 
Be sure to like, share, subscribe, follow, and let me know what you guys think about the in-season tournament banners. Do you like them? Do you not like them? Should they keep it going? Should we just stick to the trophies and the banners? And I mean, the trophies, the medals, and cash. All right. When we come back to the X Factor Sports Podcast, we got a great show. Good morning. Good evening. We're on the other side of the world. We are getting into the NBA first installment of the X Factor Sports Power Rankings. This is the X Factor Sports Podcast. We'll be right back. love sports and want to stay informed about the latest news and content, then you've got to check out this podcast. The X Factor Sports Podcast is the ultimate source for your favorite sports news and analysis. This host covers all kinds of sports, you'll always be able to find something interesting to listen to. Plus, the podcast is highly entertaining and will keep you on the edge of your seat every time. So, don't wait any longer, subscribe to the X Factor Sports Podcast today. Yo, 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 welcome back to a special episode of the X Factor Sports Podcast on the other side of the world here live in Bangkok, Thailand. Yes, it is 8.15 a.m. here, and I know it's 7.15 there back home and across the U.S. Thank you guys for tuning in to this special episode of the X Factor Sports Podcast. Let's get into some NBA. We're going to dive even deeper. As you know, we've done power rankings for college football. We've done power rankings for the NFL. This is our first installment of the X Factor Sports Podcast NBA Power Rankings. I am very excited to get into this top 10 with y'all right now. All right, let's get it going. At number 10, we got the Orlando Magic. Now, the Orlando Magic, we had them in the contender, pretender, five picks last week. I had them as pretenders simply because they're just young. They're play, they started out playing good. They had the hair on fire. Coach has got them playing great basketball. Paulo Bancaro will be a star in the making. He's already a star in the making. He will be a star soon. But I got Orlando at number 10. They've dropped a few games here over the last week or so. Got blown out twice by Boston. Just kind of showing you the elite versus the teams that aren't really ready yet. Um, but yeah, just dropped dropped from the two seed down to the four seed at the blink of an eye. I think that trend will continue to go as the season progresses. It's just the growing pains of a young team. And, you know, we talked about them last week being pretenders. But good young team. Van Carroll will be the man moving forward for sure. They got some work to do, but I got them at number 10. They did make the power rankings. At number nine, we got those Dallas Mavericks, okay? They have been looking great with and without Kyrie. Kyrie's been out a few games, but Luka has kind of carried the torch for them. As we all expected, Luka's going to do Luka things. They've won five out of their last six games. Been great without Kyrie, but still good without him. All right. They are six and two this season without Kyrie after the eight games he's missed. And Luka's been on a tear. 30 points in the last 10 games. I think that's a Dallas Mavericks record. Any record that you see Luka get in, he's probably taking it from Dirk, especially the scoring records. 
but he's on a tear, 10 straight games with 30-plus points, and they're fifth overall in offensive rating. So I got them at number nine. At number eight, the L.A. Clippers. I'm surprised to say the Clippers are actually playing great basketball with James Harden. They started out 0-5 with James Harden. They figured some things out, and now they're on an eight-game winning streak with James Harden. However, everybody will see that and see it on all the big sports channels about James Harden and what he's done to change this or turn this thing around. I'm going to give some special love to Russell Westbrook. Westbrook does not get recognized enough for what he has done with the Clippers as a leader in that locker room. It gets it, it's underrated. It does not get seen to the untrained eye. But yes, you know, here at the X Factor Sports Podcast, we see it. He took the leadership role and said, Ty Lu, I can come off the bench and be with the second unit and be a strong punch coming off the bench with that unit. James Harden is more comfortable at the point guard position and he's more comfortable knowing what his role is instead of trying to figure it out. And we've seen that over time the last four or five years. Him playing with Chris Paul in Houston, him playing with Westbrook in Houston, him playing in Brooklyn with Kyrie, him playing with um, in Philly. We've seen that with Tyrese Maxey. So Russell Westbrook is a student of the game and he's a natural born leader, leading by example. So he takes the step back. He lets James Harden get the one spot. The roles are defined and now they're rolling. So congrats to them so far. So good. The Clippers are at the number eight spot. Also another gem for y'all. We haven't said this probably since San Diego State, but Kawhi Leonard has not missed any games this year. I think that's a huge part of why the Clippers are playing so well. And get this, he hasn't missed any games. And over the last five games, forget 50, 40, 90. Kawhi is doing 60, 60, and 95. So for those of y'all who don't know what that means, he's shooting 60% from the field. 60% from three and 95% from the free throw line in the last five games. Going crazy. Kawhi Leonard, it pays off when you get in them games and actually play basketball, my guy. So salute to you. Keep it up. Lakers, uh, the Clippers, sorry, look great. Seventh in defensive rating. Continuing to climb after that 0-5 star with James Harden. And they look great. Shout out to the Clippers. At number seven. We got those Sacramento Kings. Yes, the Kings are one notch ahead of the Clippers. They are looking good as well. Sacramento Kings. They have beat the best teams in the league that are ahead of them in the Western Conference. So every team that's ahead of them in the West, they're number five seed. Every team in the West, they have already beaten at least once this year. Good, young, hungry team. They have playoff experience now. So they are excited about what their future holds. 5-0 against the teams ahead of them, like I just said. Middle of the pack on offense and defensive rating, though. So they need to pick that up. They are top five in rebounding. They're one of the best rebounding teams with Sabonis in the middle. But they need to pick up the offense and defensive rating if they want to be a championship-level team. At number six, we got the Denver Nuggets. The Nuggets... Again, they're the defending NBA champs, but right now they got a slow start. I think they really miss Bruce Brown coming off the bench. 
and it's showing right now. They have one of the best starting fives in basketball, but the bench is probably one of the bottom five. <laughs> that rotation goes about six, seven strong. Jokic is having a great season, as always. Statistically, he might be having the best season of his career right now, and that's what's keeping him afloat. So one of the best starting fives. I think they do miss Bruce Brown terribly, like I said. They're 27th in the league in pace this year when they were top five in pace last year. So that's some of the things they need to work out, some of the kinks they got. Got a huge game tonight, actually. So we'll see what they can do in that game. Milwaukee Bucks at number five. I know it's surprising the way Giannis has been playing. If he played against the Indiana Pacers, they'd be number one in everything, and he'd probably average 57 points a game because that's what he's averaging this year against the Pacers. But they are top five in offensive rating and pace this year so far, and 13 straight home wins this year. I don't think they've lost – well, they have lost a home game, but they've won 13 straight. So we got the Bucks at number five, Giannis, and Dame Time. Looks like they're figuring it all out. At number four, we got the Oklahoma City Thunder. Like I said in Contenders Pretenders last week, the OKC Thunder, y'all better watch out for them. Shea Gilgis Alexander is having an MP MVP season. All right. Top seven in offense and defensive rating and pace. So overall, great team, great defensive team which is rare. A lot of young teams are not good defensively, but with the addition to Chet Holmgren, having eight blocks the other night, you got a young rim protector, understands his role on both ends. That helps the defensive rating a lot. I think this is what's catapulted. The OKC Thunder is one of the elite teams in the NBA right now. And all they're doing with offense and defense and pace is a recipe for success in the playoffs. At number three, we got the Philadelphia 76ers. A lot of players individually are having great seasons. I alluded to Shea Gilgis-Alexander. I talked about Kawhi Leonard. I talked about Nikola Jokic, Luka Doncic. But this guy, Joel Embiid, is on a tear. Trying to win back-to-back -back MVPs. They've won six out of the last seven games. Shout out to the Bulls for knocking that streak out. But... The 76ers are no joke, especially when Embiid is playing and healthy. They got a big game tonight against the T-Wolves, who is one of the top teams in the NBA as well. So I'm looking to see what Philly can do, if they can keep it going. They are top five in offense and defensive rating. And during that six-game winning streak, Embiid averaged 40 points a game. So you got to understand, when Embiid is healthy and when they are hungry, he's unstoppable. Offense and defense, 40 points per game in that six-game winning streak before they lost the other day. At number two, the team that they are playing against tonight, the Minnesota Timberwolves. I don't know how they're doing it, but they look great. They are number two in the power rankings as it stands. And remember, this is not a standings ranking. This is a power ranking. The way the Timberwolves have been playing, they have been the second-best team in basketball for the last eight weeks. They are the top-rated defense in basketball. And... Anthony Edwards is elite. I don't know how many times I got to say it before y'all listen to me, but this guy's playing some elite basketball. He is a dog on both ends. He's not afraid of anybody. He's not afraid of any shot. Scores at all five levels. Ant-Man got his team in the number two spot in the power rankings this year. Rudy Gobert playing great defense. He's figuring it out with Carl Anthony Towns. That could be a big reason why 
they are the best defensive team in basketball. But at number one, as we should already know, the C's, the Boston Celtics, undefeated at home this year, best record in basketball, six in offense, third in defense. They are just elite all across the board. They have a great bench. The great addition to Drew Holiday to replace Marcus Smart. You can see that that's starting to work out. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown may be the best one-two punch in basketball this year, both averaging over 25 a game. And they look like the favorites to win the NBA title this year. So be sure to like, share, and subscribe. Those are the X Factor, the first iteration of the X Factor NBA Power Rankings. Let me know what you think. If you think a team should be in the top 10, if somebody should be out, be sure to like, share, and subscribe. We are live on YouTube, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, and X, also known as Twitter. All right. When we come back to the X Factor Sports Podcast, we will get into our favorite segment of the night, and that's Bet That. We got five picks that we are getting into, and we're going to give y'all our record from last week's picks. This is the X Factor Sports Podcast. We'll be right back. Season 2 of the X Factor Sports Podcast is here. Be sure to tune in live every Wednesday night on YouTube, Facebook, and TikTok for real unbiased sports talk. Jay Mondane is bringing a fresh new point of view on the sports world. You don't want to miss out. Subscribe to the X Factor Sports Podcast today. Audio available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Podcast, and iHeartRadio. The X Factor Sports Podcast. Real talk for real sports fans. Yo, 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 yo. Welcome back to Season 3, Episode 2 of the X Factor Sports Podcast on the other side of the world. We are live here in Bangkok, Thailand. I want to thank you guys for tuning in on YouTube, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram live as well. This season, we are live on Instagram. Also, you can catch the audio on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and Google Podcasts. So be sure to check all of the audio if you can't catch the videos live on Wednesdays. All right, let's get into it. We are at the Bet That segment of the show. Here's where we give you five picks of any sport that we deem necessary <laughs> but we are getting into football this week for week 16. last week we went two and two and we had a push with the chiefs patriots game with the spread at 10 the chiefs won by 10 points so vegas got the push on us we are two and two right now with the tie going into season three all right so our five picks this week we are going with the bills at chargers all right we're actually going to take the Chargers to cover this spread at 11 and a half. The Bills just came off of a huge win at home against the Dallas Cowboys. And I think that with Brandon Staley fired, I think the Chargers are actually going to play a lot better at home. It's funny how players get a boost of energy when a, when a, a coach or somebody that kind of had a negative cloud in the, in the locker room leaves. It's interesting how players get a push. So I see that happening. Not saying that the Chargers will win the game, but I don't think they will lose at home by more than 11 points. 
with a team coming from across the country after a big win like that. I think the Chargers cover that spread. Next, we got the Cardinals at the Bears. I usually don't bet on the Bears. As a Bears fan, I try to keep the personal out of it. But I couldn't pass this up. This spread is at four and a half. I think this is the biggest spread that the Bears have had this year. I don't know if that says more about the Cardinals <laughs> or about the Bears with a four and a half point spread being the biggest for the Bears this year. They look good. They just can't close games out. But I think at home with Arizona, a dome team going to Chicago, cold weather outside, I feel like the Bears are going to cover, especially they should be pissed off after dropping that game last week. So against the Browns. So let's see if they can close the deal on Sunday. I got the Bears covering the four and a half. Every time the Cardinals and the Bears play, I just think of Dennis Green. The Dennis Green game, they are who we thought they were. Rest in peace to Coach Denny Green, the great Dennis Green. But I always think of the they are who we thought they were game. So Bears cover at four and a half. Our third pick, we got the Cowboys at Dolphins. I'm taking the Dolphins straight up in this game. I think the Dolphins will get the money line. And it's hard to trust the Cowboys on the road. They are owing the four games that they've lost this year have been road games, and they've all been when they have to travel across country. So here we are again. Cowboys have to travel across country to Florida against a great Dolphins team. They play great at home. They have a great run game. If you saw the game against the Bills last week, you saw what the Bills did to the Cowboys. They punished them on the ground. They ran for over 250 yards. They possessed the ball two-thirds of the game and just imposed their will on the Dallas Cowboys. Now Dallas is going to Miami where they have to face the best running offense in football. Raheem Mostert will have a big game. I will take them straight up. I'm not going with the spread, but I think the Dolphins send a message with the running game. They try to get Raheem most of this rushing record. So I'm going to go with them to win straight up. Best running game in the NFL against a team that showed they might have the worst run defense in the NFL last week. All right. Our fourth pick, we got the Giants and the Eagles. All right. The Giants are going to Philly, a divisional game, which are always tough. I'm going to take the Giants to cover the 12-point spread. I know the Eagles are pissed because they lost that game against Seattle. They need somebody to take it out on. But the Eagles have been in close games all year. So for me to think that they're going to be the division rival by 12 points, I can't take it. So I'm going to go ahead and go with the Giants to cover this 12-point spread. Huge spread in Week 16. Tough to do that in a divisional game. So... The Eagles against the spread are actually three, two, and two when they are the when they are the side at three and a half or more points. This being a 12-point spread, I don't see them doing it. They don't have a great record against the spread this year. I'm gonna go ahead and take the Giants to cover. All right. In our last pick, this is the game of the weekend. It's on Christmas, our Christmas game. We got the Ravens going out to San Francisco, and the spread is at five and a half. I'm going to take the 49ers to cover this five and a half point spread. It's a huge spread to cover. Both teams are 11 and three, both number one teams in their respective conferences. But what the 49ers have been doing to the top teams in the league has been ridiculous. I talked about it last week in our power rankings, why they are the number one team in the power rankings. 
the teams that they played in that top 10, Cowboys, Eagles, the Bengals, what they've done to them, their point differential is plus 84 points to those teams that they beat in the power rankings. And the Ravens are in that power ranking as well. I think the Ravens are in trouble going out to San Francisco. This may be a Super Bowl preview, but on Christmas Day, I think the 49ers rule the day and they cover that five and a half point spread. So those are our five picks this week on the bet that we're going to take the Chargers to cover 11 and a half. We're going to take the Bears to cover four and a half. The Dolphins straight up. The, the Eagles will not cover the spread against the Giants. The Giants cover the 12 point. And we're going to take the 49ers to cover the five and a half. Let me know what you guys think. We are going to keep track of our picks this season. We are two, two and one as it stands. Hopefully we can go five and zero this week. Make sure you make your bets. We are not bookies. We just love doing our bets on the segment. And we love talking to you guys about it. So make sure you make your picks before the games kick off. All right. When we come back, we will jump into more NFL. We got your X Factors for sweets for week 16 back here on the X Factor Sports Podcast. We'll be right back. Yo, yo, welcome back to the X-Factor Sports Podcast. We are running through this show real quick. So I hope you guys got a chance to tune in. If you didn't, you can always subscribe to YouTube and catch all of the episodes all the way back to season one. And then obviously you can get the audio on all of the audio sites. So thank you guys for tuning in. We got a great show on the other side of the world. Let's finish it off strong and let's get into our X factors for the week 16 NFL week. All right. Thursday night games. So tomorrow, Thursday night is when it starts. We got the Saints at the Rams. The X factor I'm going with in this game is going to be Cooper Cup. I think he showed some signs of health last week. If you saw that bomb that he caught last week, he looks healthy, getting healthy at the right time. The, the Rams are still in the hunt for the playoff spot. Let's see if they can capitalize by beating the Saints. I think Cooper Cup goes out. I'm seeing six to seven receptions, 80 yards, and a touchdown. So if you got Cooper Cup in your fantasy football playoffs, get excited. I think he has a big game. All right. For the Saturday game, I'm going with the Bills Chargers game. And I'm the X Factor I'm picking is Josh Allen. Because of how the Chargers have been playing all year, quarterbacks have been feasting on the Chargers defense. They have one of the worst defenses in football. Josh Allen is a dual threat monster. I see him rushing for a touchdown, throwing for two, and I see him throwing for over 250 against this Chargers team. Yes, they will play better. Like I said in the last segment, they are going to cover the spread, but Josh Allen is going to put in work. So I'm looking forward to seeing what Josh Allen does. And I got him as my X factor on Saturday. For the Sunday early games, We got one X-Factor for the early slot. It's in the Lions-Vikings game. I'm going with Amal Ross St. Brown, wide receiver for the Detroit Lions. We've seen all season long the Vikings secondary is not that great. 
wide receivers have been putting in work. I think St. Brown has a monster game against them. I think he goes for over 100 yards receiving. So if you got St. Brown, make sure you play him and start him. I got him doing some work for the Lions. In the Sunday late segment of the games, the game I picked, of course, Cowboys, Dolphins. I'm going with Raheem Mostert. After seeing what James Cook did to the Cowboys last week, after he cooked them, every pun intended, I'm going with Raheem Mostert. 17, 18 touchdowns this year, having a monster year running back for the Dolphins. Seems like the 49ers let him go, and he wasn't, he wasn't too happy about it. He's almost competing with Christian McCaffrey across the country for the best running back in the league crown. I think Raheem Mostert has a big game. Looking to see him get another rushing touchdown. He might even get two. But Raheem Mostert has a big game against the Cowboys this week. The running game is going to be essential to how the, the, the Dolphins will beat the Cowboys because that's the way to hold off Michael Parsons. If you guys have seen any games this year, the Cowboys, how they neutralize Michael Parsons is with a strong run game. He's not allowed to roam around like he normally does in a passing game. He has to play pass rush defense. And I think that neutralizes him slightly. And I think that's what the Dolphins do with Raheem Mostert. All right. And then lastly, in the Sunday night game, Ravens at 49ers. This is a huge, huge game. I can't overstate it enough how big this game is for the NFL, for these two teams in their NFC, AFC race, Super Bowl implications, playoff implications. I can't stress it. MVP implications with Brock Purdy and Lamar Jackson, Christian McCaffrey. I can't express how important this game is to both teams. But the X factor in this game is actually going to be Brandon Ayuk, wide receiver for the 49ers. This is why I think Brandon Ayuk will be the X factor. Everybody's going to key in on Debo. Everybody's going to key in on Christian McCaffrey. The 49ers defense knows what's coming into town with Lamar Jackson. And then also, I don't think they're going to let Brock Purdy do too much damage. So insert Brandon Ayuk. This is the depth of the San Francisco 49ers. Brandon Ayuk has been a number one receiver this year. I see Ayuk getting at least six or seven catches for 90 yards and a touchdown. I think Brandon Ayuk has a big game with Debo being double teamed. I think that gives him some room to roam move Ayuk to the slot some, and I see him getting some big plays downfield. So those are my X factors going into this week 16. We got Cooper Cup, Josh Allen, Ahmad St. Brown, Raheem Moser, and Brandon Ayuk. So showing a lot of love to the wide receivers this weekend. Looks like they're going to be getting some gifts in the end zone. So go ahead and check those games out. If you have those people in your fantasy football in the playoffs this weekend, congratulations. I think they're going to have big games, and we will watch and stay tuned and see what happens. All right? When we come back, we are going into the two-minute warning. You do not want to miss this warning. Beautiful background here in Bangkok, Thailand. This is the X-Factor Sports Podcast. We'll be right back.
Yo, yo, welcome back to the X Factor Sports Podcast. This is your host, Jay Mondane. We are live across the world. I want to thank you guys for tuning in this week. It's been a great episode. We've been running through it. A lot of NBA, a lot of NFL. I hope you guys tuned in. Hope you got something out of it today. We are live on YouTube, Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter. You can always catch the audio on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and Google Podcasts. Before we head out, let's get into the two-minute warning, okay? Shout out to the Duke women's basketball head coach. Got a little bit of this insight from her with a little bit of my own taste, too. But handle hard better, okay? How do you handle situations when they get tough? Stop waiting for things to get easier. Life does not get easier, okay? Life is hard. It's hard for everybody. Everybody has obstacles. The difference between the people that are successful and the people that are not successful is being able to handle hard better. The more successful people can handle hard better than the unsuccessful people. Okay, life does not get easier and you can't wait for it to get easier. Okay, you have to learn how to handle hard better. Prepare yourself and understand that life is hard. Make yourself a person that handles hard well and not wait for it to get easy. You know, there are, there's a saying that says that there aren't tough times or just tough people. Right. People get through those times because they're able to handle and understand that it's gonna be hard, but they can handle it better, okay? Unsuccessful people are the ones that are waiting for things to get easy instead of taking the approach of handling the hard, okay? Make sure you're doing that in your life. Make sure you understand how to handle the hard better because it's gonna come and it's gonna appear and you can't sit and wait for things to get easy. You have to be able to attack, attack the hard and be able to attack it better. I appreciate you guys for tuning in. This is Jay Mondane of the X Factor Sports Podcast. Looking forward to seeing y'all next week in another edition here on the other side of the world. We will get into the Week 17 X Factors, and we will also get into the NCAA basketball men's and women's. We'll stop by and talk about how good things are going with the ranked teams. This is the X Factor Sports Podcast. You guys have a great one. I'll see you next week. Peace.